With the help of the Lord today, I'm not planning on preaching long. That's why I said, with the help of the Lord. But I'm asking you today to look through eyes of faith. Eyes of faith this Christmas. There's one verse of Scripture, and out of reverence to the Word of God, I'm going to ask you to stand. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It's the last phrase at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and this is what it says. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Could you say that with me? Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Say it again. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Father, we need you today. We need your touch. We need your strength. We need your anointing. We need your power. Do in and through this vessel what only you can do. And let your word not return void, but accomplish that which you intend for it to accomplish. And may Christ and Christ alone be glorified and praised. For these things we give you thanks in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. I find there to be a fascinating phrase in the Bible. It's part of a verse in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. And this is what it says. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Sandra and I have been honored to pastor this great church for the last five years plus. And in that time, many of you have been impacted, altered, and changed by the passing of a dear loved one. So today I will dedicate this message to our precious gifts. 43 of our precious heaven people that have gone on to glory from our church family since 2017. Do you have eyes of faith this Christmas? Do you look beyond the tangible gifts that are beneath the Christmas tree awaiting to be unwrapped or unpacked? There's a little story I want to share with you, and I'm going to share the first part of it and come back to it at the end of the message. It was a very small and very poor family. As a matter of fact, it was just a dad and his five-year-old daughter. And his young five-year-old girl wanted to do something very special for her dad. And so one day, 
When he wasn't around or close by, she went into the closet and she found the silver wrapping paper. And she found a box. And she went to work wrapping her dad a gift without him knowing it. When he found out beforehand, he was somewhat irritated and upset because they were poor. They didn't hardly have anything. And what they did have was so precious. And he felt like that she had wasted all that paper to decorate a simple box, knowing they could not afford to have any kind of waste. Well, Christmas morning came. The little girl brought the little shoebox wrapped in silver to her father on Christmas morning and said these words, Daddy, this is for you. The dad was a little bit embarrassed that he had been irritated earlier in the week and had maybe even chided her a little bit about it. But then his embarrassment quickly turned to anger when he opened the box and discovered that the box was empty. He began to scold and rant and chastise the little girl on Christmas morning. Don't you know, young lady, that when you give someone a present, there's supposed to be something inside of the package? I'll come back to the story in a little bit, shift gears on you, and ask you a couple of questions today. Aren't you glad that we have a heavenly father that knows how to give? Aren't you glad today on this first Sunday of December? Aren't you thankful for a savior, Jesus Christ, who gave us everything? Have you ever really stopped to think about all the gifts God the Father and God the Son have given to each and every one of us? These gifts were not loaned to us or borrowed by us. They were not bartered for something in exchange, and we certainly did not have enough money to buy them. In fact, we had nothing to offer in return. Let me spend a few moments and talk about, talk about the gifts that God, our Father, has given to us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 tells us, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. My faith in God, my salvation from sin, God's grace, they're all gifts that come from the Heavenly Father. In fact, you read in Romans chapter 6, and you'll find these words, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, hallelujah, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life is a gift that the Father gives to you. Romans 8.32 says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? We talk of Christmas, and we will for the next 21 days, but Christmas more than anything is 
God gave. And it's not just that God gave, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Can someone give the Lord praise today? Do we get that? Do we understand that, that his primary and his priceless gift to each and every one of us in this room is his only son as that gift? And if he's willing to give his son as a gift to us, and he did, surely he will give us all things. And that's why we can stand and say, like the writer did in James, praise God for with assurance because every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of above, from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Everything you have today has been given to you by the open hand of a heavenly Father over your life and over your family. God is a giver. Because God is love and God's nature is to keep on giving to you. But it was only not only God the Father, but it was also our Creator. Uh, not only our Creator, but look at the gifts Jesus, the Son of God, has given to you. Look at the gifts that Jesus has bestowed upon you. If you look in the Scripture in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Jesus said these words, I will give you rest. I don't know what kind of anxiety or what kind of weariness you're carrying with you this morning. I don't know, some of you barely made it to the house of God because the cares of life have wore you out. The job has wore you out. The family has wore you out and you just don't seem to be getting ahead. I've come by with good news, and the good news is that Jesus Christ, the gift to the world, also promises to give you rest if you will simply turn unto him. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Not only that, but he says to the child of God, I will give you spiritual authority. He said these words. He said, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19. You and I are not paupers today. If you're redeemed by the blood of the lamb, if you're a child of God, you have spiritual authority over all the darkness and the power of the enemy. Let me just follow up by saying that not only would he give us rest and give us authority, but he also says he'll give us spiritual power. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on all all the power of the enemy. You're looking at someone that's been given rest, someone that's been given authority, somebody that's been given power. And then he said in John 4, 14, I will give you living water. He said in John 14, 27, I will give you peace. There is so much that Jesus, the Son of God, is, has given to us. And all of those gifts are important. But the most important gift he offers to us is the same gift that the Father offers to us and it's found in John 10 28 when he said I will give unto them eternal life. Oh somebody ought to say praise God for eternal life. I was dead but now I'm alive. I was walking in darkness but now I'm walking in the light because Jesus the one who gave me power and authority and living waters and peace and rest gave me the most important gift that could be given to a soul and that is 
is the gift of eternal life. My name is written down in heaven today. Merry Christmas to Donald Jones because God gave as the ultimate sacrifice and Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice and therefore now today I am the redeemed of the Lord and I'm sitting among the redeemed of the Lord. Somebody give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. It's a dynamic blessing to know. You see, we all understand those practical, tangible gifts that he bestows upon us. Health, paycheck, clothes, cars, jobs, children. All of those are tangible gifts. What do you mean by tangible gifts? That means they're capable of being perceived by the five senses, by touch, by taste, by smell, by hear, by seeing. But this Christmas and every Christmas, I want us to be thankful for the God-given spiritual gifts that our natural senses cannot make any contact with. Thank God for intangible gifts. I cannot see, but I have been given eternal life. I cannot hear Jesus with my natural ears, but he talks to me daily. Hallelujah. I cannot touch heaven, but praise God I'm going there. I cannot taste of his body naturally. But I have partaken of his body spiritually, according to John chapter 6, and I have him as my Savior and my Lord. I cannot smell peace, but it is mine because it has been given to me by the Prince of Peace. Ephesians 1.3 says it like this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Spiritual blessings intangible blessings, blessings that we cannot perceive naturally, but they, they live inside of us. You've heard me say this before. I'll say it again, especially with all of our guests present. I used to say probably for 25 years of my nearly 30 years of ministry, full-time ministry, I used to say I'm a body with a soul. But about five years ago, God messed me up and reminded me that this body is temporary. When I was conceived in my mother's womb, I was conceived body, soul, and spirit. And I've come by to tell you I'm not a body with a soul. I'm a soul that has a body. And that's the truth. God help us. We need to start looking at things in light of eternity. And when we now understand that we have all these spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, we also embrace that the manger shouldn't disgust us. A lowly virgin handmaiden shouldn't disillusion us. Poor shepherds getting the news first, it shouldn't dishearten us. See, it's not in the gifts that can be tasted, touched, smelled, seen, or heard. But it's in the intangibles like love and joy and peace and salvation. That's what makes Christmas what it is. I'm going to step out on a limb here and tell you, if you're so ate up with the dollar amount spent on you this Christmas... Or the designer name on that outfit, whether it's there or absent. 
or how many packages are under the tree, you've missed the whole point of Christmas. One time, sometime back, somebody gave me a real nice pen set. I had never been given a pen set before. It was so nice of a pen set. I had to get the, a screwdriver to get the pen out. We're talking serious business here. That's been a few years back. I don't know where the pen is today. All I remember was I had to go through a lot of work just to get the pen. Tangible gifts. And, and, and I'm looking at a great giving church. And you're, you're so wonderful to bless me and my family at Christmas time throughout the year. And all the tangibles, the gifts are wonderful. But I am and should be more grateful for your prayers and the love and the unity of the body of Christ. You see, many of us will forget. A week, two weeks into the new year, we'll forget the tangible gifts from this Christmas. But we cannot help but remember the love that was present during a challenging year. The peace that we had when we were together versus when we were by ourselves. The joy we shared at festive moments throughout the season. And I tell you today, the man or woman or the young person, they don't end their life during Christmas because they didn't get the right designer jacket. Suicide rates skyrocket during the Christmas season. They end their life because they missed out on the intangibles. An ad was taken out in the newspaper. And it read something like this. I'm a grandmother, but I have no one. Could I come to your home for Christmas? I will bring food, and I will even, I would love to bring gifts for your children in your home. I just don't want to be alone this Christmas. The intangibles, the intangibles. I mean, ask the married soldier or the sailor who was a father of two. But this Christmas, he'll be on an aircraft carrier or out in the desert plains of the Middle East. Ask them what they would like for Christmas. Ask the parents in Uvalde what they would like for Christmas this year. 21 years later, all of the pouring, outpouring of support for little boys and little girls that are now well into their 20s and maybe early 30s, 21 years later from 9-11, if they could have what they wanted for Christmas this year, 
You think money from a trust fund is more important to them? They take their mom and daddy back in a heartbeat. They got any fiber to them at all, and I'm sure they do. They'd exchange every dollar to have their brother and sister back, their mother and father. Ask precious folks right here, watching online, who in the last five years, since the beginning of 2017, have lost a loved one that has gone on. Many, many of you in this room, you lost someone much longer ago than that. I say time and the Holy Spirit are your two best friends. I've heard that many times. I've said it many times recently. And maybe it gets a little bit easier. Maybe not. Anyone that has lost someone they cherish so dearly, they give up so much just to have them back. If but for just one more day. So what are we left with? We're left with intangible and the priceless gift of memories. Every Christmas is special. Should be. I don't mind if you call it my midlife crisis, but I've now watched my wife go through two bouts of cancer, my mother go through two bouts of cancer, my father go through cancer, and every Christmas that rolls around, I'm thankful to be with them. How about God's intangible acts? Found a poor handmaiden to enshroud and bear the Christ child. Or he sent the good news to poor shepherds instead of the Bethlehem Gazette. Because it was good tidings to all people. Nothing. Nothing in this world can compare to the intangible, priceless gift he gave to me on Christmas morning when I accepted him. You say, Pastor, did you accept Jesus in your heart on Christmas morning? No. But finding and accepting Jesus any morning is Christmas. I'm asking you to look through eyes of faith this Christmas. Let me go back to the story. Christmas morning, the dad looks at his five-year-old daughter, and he said, don't you know, young lady, when you give someone a present, there's supposed to be something in it. Scolding and ranting. Tears filled her eyes, and this is what she said. Daddy, it's not empty. I blew kisses into it until it was full. On that Christmas morning, the father was crushed. He fell on his knees. He put his big arms around his little five-year-old girl and begged her to forgive him. Tragically, an accident took the little girl's life sometime later. It is said that the dad 
kept that silver box by his bed all the years of his life. Whenever he was discouraged or faced problems, he would open the box. He would take out an imaginary kiss. He would remember the the love and the memory of his only child who had put it there. I hope that every one of you have a silver box this morning. Teachings of a godly mother. Strength of a godly father. Words from a friend. Special times with your soulmate. The Lord sent me here today to tell you to take the lid off. To receive yet again another intangible blessing from the words and touches of those who have gone home. In the last five years, just a few moments, we're going to take a few moments to reflect and remember. I'm going to ask three things. Number one, Reflect and know that you have a church family that cares at this holiday season. Number two, respect and understand this is a sacred time and it's among family. Number three, relish the box. Cherish the memories.